Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers, a podcast about business development. And I'm here with Brad Phillips, Director of Emerging Company Solutions for PricewaterhouseCoopers. Welcome, Brad. Uh, thanks for having me, Carl. Now, Brad has a unique relationship with me in that he has a job that I used to have back 22 to 20 years ago, 1998 to, to 2000. And uh, I remember one day I got a call from my old boss who's now retired. And he said, Carl, you were really good at doing this job. <laughs> Who do you recommend that we hire to, to take this job? And for some reason, the name Brad Phillips came to mind. And, uh, and sure enough, he called you and hired you. And you were doing executive search at the time. You were a founder of the Haydn Group. And uh, I guess you were looking to move on at the time. Yeah, I was. And actually, I owe you a big one on uh, the introduction because initially I wasn't really sure about going for my own. I, I had sworn I was never going to work for anybody again. So going to a big firm like PwC uh, didn't seem to make sense. But it's funny how things work out because I've been the founding member of a couple of companies and this is my favorite job of my career. Yeah. So I, I remember when I started in, in the world of business development for professional services, um, I had a couple of failed startups in my past. Most of them fail. So that's normal. Um, and my wife and I were embarking on having five children and she asked me, please don't do any more startups. And so I took this job uh, along with the other jobs I've taken in business development because it allowed me to live vicariously through the entrepreneurs that I helped. And I don't know if you experienced the same thing, Brad. Uh, yeah, actually I do similar life situation. So um, I'm not able to go do that. I have to admit, I meet with a lot of startups and sometimes I'll sit down and talk to somebody and my mouth will start watering. And I, I just think about all of the great things that could be done with this individual's product. And I get, um, I get a little bit jealous, uh, but then I, I come back to reality pretty quickly and realize that I can't do that right now. Well, I'm at the tail end of raising my kids. So I, I think I may have another startup or two in me, but uh, you know, I've got to, I've got to manage the risk profile here while I'm putting kids through college and so forth. So I know how it goes. So, so talk to me a little bit about how you approach developing relationships with your network. You do it very well. Um, I, I, I've, you know, I've, I've part of that network and I've, I've seen you do it, but what is your philosophy behind it? Yeah. So first I would start with saying, if I had advice to people on creating a network, uh, find an organization that you are, uh, where, where you feel that their goals, um, their relationships, their values match with yours and get very involved in that. So for me, that's the high tech prayer breakfast, which obviously you're the founder of. And, um, you know, over many years, there's, um, I've developed a network of people that I work with on the prayer breakfast. And then a lot of people referred to me through that network and they're coming from very trusted sources. Now um, I have to develop uh, uh, business and, and relationships outside of that, obviously, but that has given me a good core uh, uh, group of relationships here in the area. And I feel really blessed to have it. Now, when you got involved with the High Tech Prayer Breakfast, I, I don't think you, like me, you didn't set out to build a business network per se. You started out doing it because it was something you believed in, right? 
Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. And um, so that's why I say it's very important to find an organization or a group that you believe very strongly in and people share your values. And um, you can't just bank on that network. You're going to have to do some other things, but that gives you a good core. Yeah. So I've seen that with, with other people and you're with the big four. I, I remember a marketing person telling me, and, and it seemed kind of crass at the time, but, but she said, we have a disease marketing strategy. <laughs> and so they, they would get involved with certain organizations that were looking to cure certain diseases. And, and yeah, it came off as crass to me that they put money behind it and it was a marketing strategy. But then again, I thought about it. If you were involved with like a family member or a friend who was suffering from some horrible disease, I imagine you would be passionate about, you know, finding a cure or fighting the disease or, or you know, doing something to help the cause. And so it doesn't have necessarily have to be the high tick breakfast. It could be, you know, an organization where you have a, a shared mission. And, and is that the type of thing you're talking about, Brad? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So the, um, I share a lot of uh, values and a mission with the folks that, that started and are involved with the high tech prayer breakfast. And I feel very comfortable with them. So um, like I said, I feel very blessed to have that network. Now, when you started out in your work, I, I see you, you have a degree from Carnegie, Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon, sorry, it's a mouthful. Um, what was that in marketing, Brad? Actually, no. My undergrad at James Madison University was in marketing, and believe it or not, my master's degree from Carnegie Mellon is in um, public policy, of all things. So, so, so um, this is not the path that I had planned to take. Right. So, and then you you had some sales jobs, you had some entrepreneurial experiences, and and tie it all together and and talk about how how all that comes together. This is not sales per se that you're doing. You're you're doing business development. Obviously I've had your job and I know that you ultimately have to produce and, and you are measured, um, but you're not sitting working a sales pipeline every day, are you? No, I'm not. And um, I'm very grateful for my job. And um, I have a lot of people uh, acknowledge that I have a great job and ask me how I got it. And the answer is typically you really can't set out necessarily with the goal of getting this particular job because it's a culmination of everything I've done. So after, um, after graduate school, I went with a big four firm on the advisory side. Um, in the late nineties, I went into internet sales with one of the first internet sales providers, internet service providers, a company called UUNet Technologies, and then um, a couple of startups and then the search firm. So uh, I've had a mix of sales marketing. I was, I, directed channel marketing for a consulting firm for a while. So um, it was it was fascinating when I got to BWC, I realized that um, this job is a culmination of everything else I've done in my career. But how does this differ? So when you're selling internet, you're, I, I imagine you're, you're, you're smiling and dialing and, and trying to close deals, right? This uh, is, yeah, that's exactly what we were doing. Right, and so that's sales. This is business development. How does it differ? Well, it differs that um, business development sales is, is basically, um, I mean, let's be crass about it. You call somebody, they need what you have to sell. You develop a relationship and you sell it. Business development um, is basically de de developing relationships, um, developing business through partnerships, um, you know, more of a long-term, um, just more of a long-term um, 
timeline, I guess, uh, towards ultimately getting business. But to, to give you an example, when I came to PwC, one of the things that uh, I liked about it is the ability to mentor startups. And you know that I'm a, uh, a coach on your pitch event. And I made a decision that I was going to um, put significant effort towards helping companies, even if I didn't think that they could be a client for three years, right? So that just gives you sort of the timeline. Um, we have a lot of services, audit tax and advisory services. And a lot of times these really early stage companies don't need our audit at that point. So uh, the way I approach it is counseling them, helping with their pitch deck, making introductions to investors, and just in generally looking looking out for them in the market. Yeah, it's very much a pay it forward uh, methodology. And do you find that that works? I, I do find that it works. Um, one of the things that, it, you know, it, it doesn't work every time, but one of my codes is to try to help somebody before I ask them for any assistance. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out, but I think that's generally a good policy to have. And when, um, when you take that approach, it, it comes through. I mean, I've even been in meetings where um, maybe I was helping somebody to find a job and they'll say, how, how can I help you? And my response is, is don't put pressure on yourself to help me right now. Let's work on you and get getting you to um, your, your next uh, position. And then we can uh, continue the relationship and talk about it. Then. Yeah, I think that's a, a common theme with a lot of my guests, Brad. I had one guest uh, tell me that he likes to have money on deposit <laughs> in every account, you know, it, and you never know when you're going to need a withdrawal and maybe you never need one, but, but if you have money on deposit, then you've, you've got, you know, stored up goodwill with all the people you've met with. And if you ever do need to ask for a favor, it's not, you know, it's not seen as, as you're just asking and taking it. You're, you're just uh, that you're, you're asking one tenth of what you've given and, and, that's that's kind of the approach I like to take. Yeah, I, I think that that's right. And um, it, it's it's just a, a good way to develop a relationship when somebody knows that you are willing to help them without anything, um, even if they can't give you anything at that point. Yeah, the other way I've heard it described is is relational versus transactional. When you're when you're selling internet services, for example, um, it's a transaction. They, they need a internet connection and uh, granted, you know, this goes way back. I, people don't connect to the internet the same way, but when you were selling all that UUNet, people needed to get connected and you were calling and either they already had their connection or you could get a better price connection and you were selling it. It was a transaction and it was over today. The relationships you develop with these startups who may or may not need your services. Those are relationships you're developing and those relationships could buy from you or they could just say good things about you, or they could refer you to somebody else or, or just be an advocate for you in the marketplace. Is that how you see it? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, there's been times where um, I've attempted to help somebody, maybe they're unemployed looking for their next thing and um, they go there, they don't need my services. And then three years down the road, I hear from them because they remembered that and they refer me to someone that I didn't get business from. So. Um, and the nice thing about uh, the network is, is you develop it and it, it um, expands exponentially, right? Each year you add uh, X number of folks to the, to the um, people that you have interacted with before and it grows. So um, 
that that work of building early on pays off in the long run. Yeah, and and I will I will say you you practice what you preach here, Brad. This is my experience. <clears throat> I'll have lunch with you from time to time, and you'll come with a a list of leads, and 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 usually I'm so busy I can't even think about <laughs> ahead of time getting you know what I'm gonna give you at lunch and 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 I show up and you give me the this list of leads and and I'm and maybe I'll follow up on them you know and and maybe I won't um, I, I I sometimes I bite off more than I can chew but. But then you'll ask for one thing. There'll be one lead. <laughs> and I can only think of like maybe two that you've asked me for over time or three. And and I want to do everything I can to get you into that company because I remember whether or not those leads turned in anything for me or not, that you took the time to 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 give those to me at lunch. And and so I appreciate the way you do what you do. And and I think it works, right? I I don't know if any of those things that you've asked for have ever panned out into anything, but you know I've tried, right? Well, yeah, I think you're selling yourself a little bit short. I think it's been more than two, two to three, and it's certainly appreciated that you go through the effort to try to do that. Um, but going back to what you said, the one thing that I've, I've found that is effective when you meet with someone, you know, our relationship is, is that we're obviously peers and we're trying to help each other in the market, which is different than if you're meeting somebody that you're going to to sell to. But I find that if um, even for five minutes before that meeting, if you sit down and give some thought to how you can help that individual, um, you know, in a perfect world, it'd be a little bit more than five, but uh, we're all busy people. I think that um, the the meeting is more effective and it comes out that that you put forth a little bit of effort ahead of time to try to be prepared and help this person. So when you took this job and when I took the job that you now have, there was nothing to train us how to do that job, right? I mean, and and it's a burgeoning industry. There's there's a professional service business development role at just about every major firm, accounting firm, law firm, and, and, and investment banks and private equity. So in hindsight, had you had time to prepare for the career that you now have, Brad, what would you recommend to young people listening to get themselves ready to do what you do if they want to do this? Yeah, that, that's actually a, a great question. And I think what I would probably do um, at the time I started my career, the high-tech prayer breakfast did not exist, but I would have uh, tried to, again, found an organization that aligned with my uh, mission, missions and my values and connect with them earlier. Um, even when I was, um, you know, when I was in, in, during the UUNet days, I didn't do much networking because I had a number and we had to hit it. So um, I didn't have as, quite as much time to do that. The earlier you can start networking, just building that professional network, trying to help people and understanding the market, I think the better. Brad Phillips, great advice. I appreciate you um, being a guest today. For our listeners, if you like what you've heard today, please subscribe. Please rate the podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Carl. I really appreciate you having me. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant.